Good evening. I welcome you here to this service of reflection and repentance, a time when we begin together the season of Lent. Please join me, if you will, in the call to worship. O Lord, open my lips. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. Let us worship the Lord. Let us hear the word of God as we find it recorded in the 58th chapter of the prophet Isaiah. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? 
Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and to make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Join me now as we read responsively the 51st Psalm. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Amen. Our third reading is from Joel chapter 2. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm of my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, it is near. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes. There, like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, 
with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. This is the word of the Lord. I think about the words, yet even now, and I'm thinking, for many of us, how did this start, this Ash Wednesday? I mean, many of us are familiar with the story when Jesus, after he was baptized, went to the desert, and there he spent 40 days. Ah, the season of Lent, the 40 days. Jesus went to the desert to be alone, to fast and to pray and to listen to his God. A time of quiet, a time of solitude, a time of isolation. And in Ash Wednesday, we begin this journey and we think about the 40 days to come because it's based on the fact that we will get to Easter. I also think knowing that we're walking through this journey to be both obedient as the people of God and as individuals called by God. Well, so why the ashes? I mean, where, where do we get the ashes for Ash Wednesday? Now, if you're a member of this church and you know anything, we know that we take the palms from Palm Sunday or the beginning of Passion Week, and we take them and we keep them at the end of that time and we burn them and we make the ashes into them. Because as we take these ashes and we make that mark on our forehead, we remember the Passion Week. Remember the journey that Jesus took starting coming into Jerusalem, the Last Supper, the judgment, the crucifixion, and the resurrection. So we go through this season so that we do not forget and that we walk in a really true way with Jesus during this time. Now this is a time that the ashes symbolize both death and repentance. It's during this period that Christians show their heart for God by turning from those things that distract them and focusing on God, our Father, the one who leads us, whose Son guides us, whose Holy Spirit indwells us. And we spend this time doing this, but, but why the death? Why the repentance? Why has this occurred? It leads me to Genesis chapter 3, when in the very, very beginning, when God created us to be in relationship first and foremost with him and then with each other, and we just were not very good at it. <laughs> if we, you could fail going forward, that was not one of those moments. It was just fail, drop right where you are, not moving, no, do not pass go, do not go anywhere. And God comes and he speaks to the man, Adam, and he said to him, because you have disobeyed me and because you have thought that you have known better how to live your life than what I have given to you, your life will be difficult. And the words that um, we hear is, by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. And hear these words we will hear again tonight. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. So there's a sense of our own mortality when we come here and we remember once again that we are headed into a season of 40 days, that we are headed into a time that allows us to reflect and to once again embrace God's call on our life to allow God to be at the very center. So let's just look again at Joel. Joel begins uh, really, the whole piece of Joel, the whole book of Joel, is calling people. His very soul is to call people back to God. And in chapter 2, he gives this illustration. It really begins in, in the fourth verse of chapter 4 when he talks about the locusts and how they consume. And so there's this idea, this vision of what locusts are like. And I have a bug phobia, as almost anyone who knows me well. So this is like 
this is not an easy scripture for me. It's like, ooh, locusts, what are we talking about here? But they're all consuming. If any of you read your newspaper and remember back in 2020, eight East African countries were absolutely devastated by the locusts that came through there. They were worried about a famine for years to come and what would happen and, and all the kinds of things. Well, that is the imagery that's used here, the absolute devastation. And again, we look at, um, at how, how the locusts come and they just consume everything. And even the language given here, it's that you would think, well, this is a really bad time, but in the morning, in the dawn, through the mountains, normally that is a time of light. If you've ever driven across country overnight, like when you were young, right? We're coming from college, we're driving home. It's four o'clock in the morning. We're not sure we're going to make it. It's 4.30, it's five, and then the dawn. And then we begin to see the light. And then we have hope, but that's not the imagery here. The imagery here is that it is so all-consuming, this army that is coming to devastate everything, that even in the mountain, as, it, as the light comes, it's taken over. The darkness consumes it. He goes on in the following verses to talk about how horrible this time will be. That's why there is this language. Uh, blow the trumpet, the shofar, this loud horn calling us back. It is the day of the Lord, and the day of the Lord means both the coming of Christ, but it also means any time God shows up, that is God's day, and guess what? God shows up every day. This is the day of the Lord. This is the time to come to, to God once again. As we look at this, we don't want to neglect that this is God's will. My will is not for you to go through this horrible stuff, but my will is for you to come back to me. Come back even now, yet even now. Those are sweet words. God calls us to return with your heart. Not just making amends, not just, well, I'll just be good for this time or all. You know, for me, it's coffee, chocolate, wine. I keep adding. Why, why do I keep adding rather than taking away? Every year I'm adding something. Do you know, really get rid of those, really? Is that what God is asking? Is he not saying, rend your heart? Take that which keeps you from me, and that is to have a heart for God. Rend that heart that's not been centered on God. Come back to me. Yet even now, God is gracious and merciful. He calls us. He is slow to anger. He's abounding in steadfast love. So I think let's stop eating, drinking, and being merry while others suffer because we do not share. Stop the it is okay in my world. These words instead say, come, return to the Lord. Stop, there is too much sin. How can I even begin to ask for forgiveness from God? I'm just so bad. Come, return to the Lord. Well, I don't think I'm that bad. Come, return to the Lord. Let go of those things that harm you, not just your body or your mind, but those things that are harmful to your soul, to your faith. Have you ever been so afraid of any sin in your life that you just can't ask for forgiveness because what if God won't forgive you? Even though scripture says everywhere, God will forgive you. Have you ever been so afraid of some dark secret that keeps you from trusting God that you continue in that darkness? Come, 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 return to the Lord. Rend your heart, come walk with Jesus. For God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding, abounding in constant love for us. Brothers and sisters, this is a joyful time of renewal. It is not to beat us up. It is to let us go free and to begin a walk with God that is transformational, 
a walk with God that takes those things that keep us from loving God and loving one another and begins to do a work in us in this season. Are we willing? Are we willing to have a heart for God, a heart full of love, mercy, grace, compassion, kindness, forgiveness, and service? Come, return to the Lord. Amen. Marked by Ashes. Ruler of the night, guarantor of the day, this day a gift from you. This day, like none other you have ever given or we have ever received. This Wednesday dazzles us with gift and newness and possibility. This Wednesday burdens us with the tasks of the day for we are already halfway home, halfway back to committees and memos, halfway back to calls and appointments, halfway on to next Sunday, halfway back, half frazzled, half expectant, half turned towards you, half rather not. This Wednesday is a long way from Ash Wednesday, but all our Wednesdays are marked by ashes. We begin this day with that taste of ash in our mouth, of failed hope and broken promises, of forgotten children and frightened women. We ourselves are ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We can taste our mortality as we roll the ash around on our tongues. We are able to ponder our ashness with some confidence, only because our every Wednesday of ashes anticipates your Easter victory over that dry, flaky taste of death. On this Wednesday, we submit our ashen way to you, you Easter parade of newness. Before the sun sets, take our Wednesday and Easter us. Easter us to joy and energy and courage and freedom. Easter us that we may be fearless for your truth. Come here and Easter our Wednesday with mercy and justice and peace and generosity. We pray as we wait for the risen one who comes soon. There are many ways that the family of Christ around the world celebrates this Ash Wednesday. Many forms of the ritual that reminds us of the truth of our mortality and also the truth of God's forgiveness and the truth of resurrection. In our congregation, we follow this custom. After some moments of silence, we invite you to take the small slip of paper that is in your bulletin, write upon it whatever you will that reminds you of the sin that you confess this night to God. As the music then begins, we invite you to bring your paper to one of the candles to light the paper aflame and then to place it in the receptacle in the center. As the paper is burned and your sins are no longer written on it, so is your sin consumed by the forgiving and renewing and healing love of God. Following that moment of repentance and forgiveness, we then invite you, as you so will, to come and stand before one of the pastors to receive the imposition of the ashes on your forehead as a sign of your repentance and your renewal and your new life in Christ. And then you may return to your seats. Come, let us enter the discipline of Lent.
pray with me, please? Gracious and holy, holy God, we thank you for this time together. We thank you, Lord, that we were beginning a journey, not alone, but a new, a new beginning, a renewal, a reformation for each of us, a reformation in our hearts. Lord, guide us as we begin this journey in the next 40 days. Help us be mindful, first and foremost, always to turn to you. Let you be the one who forms us, who creates us into a new being, especially in this season. We ask this in the name of your Son, whom we love and serve, Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand for the benediction? Y'all look good in cross. <laughs> On this first day of Lent, we begin a journey of renewal from death to life. It is a joyful season because we give ourselves to God and allow God to be doing a work in us, one of reforming, to be more and more like Christ, Christ Jesus. So go out into the world with joy and share the good news of salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen.